Right, so I'm going to introduce you both. So today on the Tim Marner podcast show, we've got Alex and Lisa from The Sober Experiment. Now, how nice was it when I said it like that? It was very nice. And um, yeah, we like that now, don't we, Alex? Yeah, we had a complete meltdown when we left your office. I mean, you no, need you to know did. It. We did have a proper, well, I did. Because I am so set in my, we couldn't be more opposite, me and Lisa, and I'm so set in my ways. Honest to God, if the weather changes, I have like, I lose my shit. So <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what does it mean, Alex and Lisa? And she's going, it's our names, you did. Good button, it? Honestly, we, it, it did take a lot of um, thinking about, but I think we've kind of done it right then. Yeah. yeah, we got it now. Yeah, you propositioned it right, because everybody says that. Don't You don't say, this is Sober Experiment. They say Alex and Lisa from Sober Experiment. So if that's what people are saying, that's what you need to become. Definitely. Yeah. I think we were scared of what we realised afterwards is we like the word sober. And we know that it scares other people. And that is something that we work so hard on, isn't it, Alex? Is kind of reducing the stigma around the word sober because we didn't want to lose that. So although it might put some people off, we didn't want to lose. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. We didn't want to be sober. Yeah. Yeah. People don't get that. So just from people who don't know about you, um, Lisa, give me you first. Give me your sort of like background, just as a, a little bit of a summary. I hate going first. You've got 30 <laughs> seconds, don't overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to wait, she came on first, so with your going first. Right, a summary. Um, I was a binge drinker, or what would you, you would class as a binge drinker. Drinking at the weekend, I was in... A relationship that revolved around drink we met in a kitchen party and um, continued doing that um, so everything revolved around drink our weekends did and it got to the point where the weekends were really starting to miff me off a little bit it was the same thing every weekend we'd sit around the kitchen table with friends we'd drink bottle after bottle after bottle putting the world to right and what I didn't realize at that time is that my husband was drinking a hell of a lot more than I realized and I was kind of drinking more and more to so I don't know it was weird what's the word I'm looking for Alex? you were trying to kind of I don't know you 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 didn't realize you were drinking so much because you were comparing yourself to him so you kind of made it all yeah. right so yeah that's true that were the word i was looking for but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah so it had got to that point and he was drinking a lot more and he was driving me insane so then what i was doing right i was going out with my friends slagging him off for drinking so much but drinking with them complaining about how much he was drinking so long story short we ended up splitting up and i have three children, three teenagers, and they was all going through a bit of a rebellious time, especially my youngest. She was um, really, really struggling. There was a lot going on. And to kind of escape from that, I was drinking more and more at the weekend. I was using it as an excuse to, for me time. I was all sharing with people. I was I was just binging. I was finding myself in kitchens that I just didn't want to be in. And enough was enough I'd, I woke up on a Monday morning absolutely hungover I'd been to Sunday club um, ended up in a kitchen again came home didn't make it for work and I just looked at myself I took a selfie and it is there on our Instagram somewhere it's disgusting but I remember taking this picture thinking this is to remind me how awful I feel right now how anxious I feel how much I hate myself how everything's just caving in on me um, and would I just you, thought that's that it. Time, would you say that you were an alcoholic at that time? No and I don't ever ever class myself as an alcoholic. I just don't associate with that word and I don't know why I just I think it's because of the image that I've grown up thinking of an alcoholic um, so I wouldn't I'd say I was definitely reliant on alcohol. 
But I think a lot of people are that don't realise they are. I think people that are drinking to cope with the kids or to cope with stress or to, you know, all these things, I think that is being reliant on alcohol. What about you, Alex? It's not far different, really. I mean, our children are of different ages, so I've got a really young little boy. So my life was a little bit different than Lisa's at that time. So while she was partying, I was like resettling down, if you like. And so my, my drinking kind of was more drinking in the house and doing it every day. So I'd get in from work and kind of have a drink to relax. And it would only be one. It wasn't like a big, and it wasn't every day. Um, and then at the weekend, I'd have a massive blowout and just get absolutely shit-faced. And that was fine for a while. I was actually quite happy doing it, if I'm honest, um, or I thought I was. I guess my story starts quite a long time before. I had um, quite a difficult childhood, really. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, I grew up in quite a violent household, not violent towards me and my sister, but my parents would drink and then they would fight and um, and then they would they, they would either be really, really bad or really, really good. So the really, really good kind of made you put up with the really, really bad and with each other. And um, 20, my dad died 10 years ago, actually, but 20 years ago, he actually quit drinking and it kind everything changed really when he quit drinking and my mum and dad started to get on well, but I kind of felt a little bit peeved, if I'm honest, that I'd missed out. I was 20 by then and I'm thinking, well, why couldn't they have done that when I was 10 or 12? Why have they waited now? And we've missed out. So inside, I didn't realise it at the time, but I was starting to hold on to quite a lot of bitterness about it. Um, and fear, you know, like quite, I was quite scared. I was quite scared as a child. And the way that my fear came out is I would go and put a face on, I would do really well at school. I would, the opposite really, it is in many ways opposite to you, isn't it, Lee? So I would, I would just put this front on and I would be somebody in the public eye that was living a perfect kind of life. I was studying, I was achieving, I was earning money, I was successful, I was getting married, then I was getting divorced, then I got married, then I got divorced, then I got married again. So you're basically, what you're doing is you're putting a mask on, are you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I was really unhappy, but to the outside world, I had this 2.4 children, husband, all the rest of it, and I probably looked quite together. I held down a really good job. I was going out on the weekends and having a nice time, but there was no signs for me. And um, it came to a head with me um, about two years ago really is where it started to kind of fall apart for me really so uh, myself and my husband um we'd we'd ha already had a child um he's now four and we'd tried again for another baby and I actually got pregnant and I ended up miscarrying at 12 weeks um and I wasn't I never drank in any of my pregnancies or anything like that and Lisa meanwhile had stopped drinking during my pregnancy so I kind of almost pretended that I'd stopped drinking with her. It wasn't real. I didn't intend to stop forever, but I was saying, yeah, I'm going to stop. I've definitely stopped. And because I was pregnant, it gave me an excuse. And then when I miscarried, it was like, it was like the ground was taken from under me, if I'm honest. I couldn't get myself together. Um, I was suffering from really bad anxiety. I went off work sick for far too long. Um, I, I just couldn't get anything together. I started to question why I was here, question my life. I wanted to disappear. I wasn't suicidal, but I just wished I didn't exist. And it was just, I couldn't ground myself. And um, it got to, it was, it's actually 10 months ago today, weirdly. Um, and I just woke up, similar sort of situation, absolutely crippling hangover. And the worst thing about it was, is that I'd had a, a good night. I'd had a, a reason, you know, we'd been drinking cocktails, had some wine. I'd been dancing, there'd been nothing bad, but I was sat in a corner, hateful, hating the fact that I'd miscarried, hating my childhood, hating the fact that I, I just was so self-loving, I hated everything. And the night itself was really good, and I woke up and I just thought, this is no longer serving me. I'm like, I'm, I'm just turning into a horrible person with it. I was attacking my husband, I was saying nasty things about my family, holding on to this bitterness. So I just had to let it go. And I phoned Lisa and I said, I, I need you to help me. I, I, I need you to help me, I can't do this anymore. And again, I didn't think I'm an alcoholic, but it was my escape. And I would, when I felt sad, I would drink wine to numb it. I never felt, I never felt anything apart from a level. I never went really happy and I never went really sad. I was almost numb to the world and that's how I wanted to be, like a protection. And there's got to be a lot of people doing that, aren't they, without knowing it? 
Yeah, I think so. And I think it's only when you step out of it and look back into it that you see it. It's taken me till now to see it all the way through my journey, even though I would say I found it easy because I've, um, I've had Lisa, first of all. My husband went sober with me on the, and he's agreed that he would do it for a year to support me. Um, whether or not he'll carry on, I don't know. I've, I don't really associate anymore with anyone who drinks. But at, all the way through it, up until maybe a month ago, I've been thinking... Do I want to do this? Do I really want to do it? And I've been really happy doing it, but it's that kind of subconscious trigger all the time. So I found it relatively easy to do, but I've never really kind of accepted that this is better for me until very recently. And and I fully do. There is no way on earth I will go back to a drink. I just know. And when I quit something or I put my mind to something, I plumbing will do it. Well, we have kind of got a business. (laughs) Yeah. What no, say again? Sorry, Tim. How long have you known each other, you two? Then. Uh, thirty years. Yeah, thirty years. We 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 grew up. We had all our rebellious times together. We had our wild times together. We settled down together. We not as in together together, but we settled down <laughs> together. We we got marriage breakdowns. We emigrated together. We have literally lived our lives. People probably think that. Lisa copies me and I copy Lisa. I think that people <laughs> genuinely think that we are sheep. But we make this like agreement that we're going to do something. And it doesn't always happen at the same time, does it, Lisa? It's like... No. Uh, but je- I mean, Lisa's convinced, for example, that if I wasn't married to who I'm married to, that I would become vegan. Yes, she would. I <laughs> would. She would. She definitely, definitely would. I love a steak. <laughs> Lisa, t- tell me about Sober Experiment then so sober experiments started um really early into your sober experiment actually alex didn't it so i'd been sober for a long time and um i'd done be sober manchester i'd i'm a founder of that with two other girls so that was like sober meetups for people in the manchester area but i just thought there should be something more and after a conversation with alex and realizing that we started as an experiment. We never said that this was going to be forever. We just wanted to see what life was like without alcohol, see what a wedding was like, see what a funeral was like, see what a birthday was like, a celebration. Um, So it kind of started from there, but our main purpose really is, and what we're really passionate about, is going into the workplaces, isn't it? Yeah. So what we do is we go to the workplaces, we do a presentation, we tell our story and we encourage, who's that? (laughs) We encourage people to take on a 30-day experiment where we help with the mindset. I don't know. I don't know. I've just done that. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> oh, sorry. I just tried to make it, and it's just added me. I apologise, Alex and Lisa. I'm Lisa, so sorry. In the flow. Oh, what else? Is- <laughs> Kay's here as well. Why is everybody <laughs> in the podcast? <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I've got loads of people on the screen. Why? I'm sorry. Why? Okay, <laughs> we just need to leave. I've just tried to ring Kay. I don't know where this yeah. is happening. We're in the middle of wherever you are. The professional podcast. Hi, with- Kay. Hi. <laughs> could leave the meeting. <laughs> Bye, guys. Hi, guys. Um, do I leave it, Tim? Yeah, just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun, girls. Thanks. We're trying. Yeah, having fun. That was great. That was so funny. I bet Tim Rangerman was like, right, come on, because in case it gets really boring, I need you to. Need you to boring, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like when you're going on a date and you don't like something, just give us that quick text. Text him now. You are. You were saying about sober experiment. Yeah, so we go into the workplaces, we encourage the employees to take on our sober experiment for 30 days. And in that 30 days, they get daily inspirational emails off Alex and myself, either or each day. And it's all about changing the mindset around drinking. So it's not like taking on a dry January or sober October where you all get blitzed at the end of it. We really try and help 
people realise that they may be using drink for the wrong reasons. And a, a big one is workplace stress and the amount of people that are self-medicating really. They're going home, they're drinking and they're not realising that that actually adds to their anxiety or stress. So that's kind of where we are at the moment with it. And what, what sort of things have you been doing, Alex, then? What firms have you been going in? Right, so at the moment, we went into a market research company in Manchester. Uh, that was really good, actually. That was our first one, and we really enjoyed that. Um, then we went into um, a recovery centre, and Turning Point, isn't it? Yeah, that was, that was really, really good as well. We really enjoyed that. So different, because obviously, in Turning Point, these people have got to a situation where they feel they have to stop drinking, some of them. Some have chosen to, but some feel they have to. So working on the mindset, we got some absolutely brilliant feedback from that because they'd not had anything quite like us before. They, they said that they thought it was really uplifting that we were laughing at addiction and we were making light of it. And they felt that it was lacking in blame and judgment because what a lot of the um, kind of sober support groups do is say that you're powerless over alcohol and alcohol's the problem, and, sorry, you're the problem and some people are addicted and some people aren't addicted. But what we do is we say the opposite. We say, actually, look, you have loads of power over alcohol because it's an addictive substance. And if you treat it as an addictive substance and you change your mindset, you can actually overcome that addiction. And it might never fully go away, but you will learn strategies to deal with it that are positive. Um, we've also, unfortunately then, at that point, we had quite a lot in the diary and then the, the virus outbreak occurred. So there's a few on hold. So um, prettylittlething.com, I've got us booked in for May. Whether that'll go ahead, I don't know. Uh, Manchester City Council, um, Thames, uh, BP down in London, and we are in communication with Boohoo as well. So there's quite some, you know, there's some quite big companies there um, who are interested in this purely for the well-being of their employees so we're not forcing anything on anyone we're just looking at this from a different perspective and saying you know what look at your well-being we're, we're all into drinking you know green juice and running miles and lifting weights and meditation and yoga and pilates and everything else but then you're pouring a chemical into your body every single weekend that was banned as an anesthetic in the 1970s because it's too toxic <laughs> just don't add up very good, Alex. I like that. Yeah, oh, she's good at that bit. Yeah, very good at that. I'm <laughs> sober, man. Jesus. I don't You're drink, good. but if I was, I'd be stopping right now. <laughs> you know what, though? It's like you just said, Alex. I've seen people now, you know, we're all in lockdown, basically, aren't we? We can't go out. And I've seen people in the shops, they're going in, they've got the gloves on, they've got the masks on, and the trolley is full of booze. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> I was saying last night, one of that, I went into the um, corner shop to pick up some essentials and on my way out, I spotted some Heineken Zeros and I thought, oh, I'll take them because, you know, I might fancy it and put them on the counter and the guy went, oh, you do know there's no alcohol in there, don't you? I was like, you fucking kidding me? You're warning me that I'm not putting poison in my body. And then I thought, no, don't, don't rant, Alex, shut up. Not everybody agrees. Get out. <laughs> yeah. so, I ran it in my shop yesterday, Alex. I went up to the post office and I swear to God, the amount of booze in that shop, I've never seen anything like it. So it's always been at the back shelf, but up to the post office counter, there were boxes and boxes and boxes. And there were people coming in at like quarter to 12, buying the wine. And I just know they wouldn't have been normally doing that unless for this situation. So I think people are drinking a lot earlier. And I tried to hold it in and I tried to hold it in. But as I walked out, I just couldn't help myself. And I was like, you know, you should be stocking up on fruit and veg rather than all the alcohol. And I just tried out at the shop with them all like. <laughs> what what both your, I mean, what I need to see from both of you more is videos like that. Um, and not playing it so safe and actually giving me, <laughs> giving opinion because after meeting you both, and I'm, I love the fact that you've embraced the name and, you know, your own name, Alex. But, <laughs> um, I need to see more of you two and what you two are about on camera. You know, I at least need to be, you know, just to be doing Zooms together and stuff and just giving your opinions on what's going on and things like this. We definitely we are scared. 
yeah yeah i think i think we do because one of the things that we like and i think this is like the people pleasing nature of people like and i will say this for both of us both of us have been people pleasers all our lives right and that comes from upbringing it comes from environment it comes certainly from me it comes from not wanting to um, exacerbate an, an existing problem in the household so i would just do and say whatever it took to keep everybody calm so it's like a learned behavior and i think that there's a lot of fear for both of us in sometimes being really honest because we don't want to come across as preaching judgmental when actually we do because you know what i sent lisa about <laughs> 20 images last night over messages ranting <laughs> didn't i lisa i was like yeah. Look at this. there was a woman on instagram not an account i follow but i, I looked at a hashtag which was quarantinis hashtag quarantinis and it's a trending one now where people are putting on their daytime drinks that they're having and there was a woman there homeschooling her toddler who was younger than mine and the toddler had a drink and she had a drink and they were cheersing and they were dancing and she'd actually called it mocktail mum and it was like i just thought oh my god it's all right making light of it but this is normalizing it for the next generation and it's what's happened to us it's normalizing it again for another generation coming up that well, this you've got to do these fucking videos alex you've got to do these videos you two need to be the voice of this you can't just keep it between you two I, I agree you know every time i speak to you tim you scare me because i think <laughs> oh no we're going to have to face another fear but you are right because it is things like this that do kind of annoy us and like what Alex just said, uh, to us growing up, alcohol was completely normal. I'll say to people, I had a completely normal childhood. And then they tell me theirs and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe it wasn't that normal. <laughs> you know, um, and things like that, yeah, maybe we should. We, that's you've what got, we definitely do. All you've got to do is, you've both got Zoom now, right? You, you put it in speaker mode, right? And you click record and it will switch between you both as you're talking. Yeah, and then you put that on Instagram. I think we should do it. Somebody has got to be the voice of this. Somebody has got to people make people aware of stop making alcohol so fucking lightly. Because it's oh, like sex grip of and you don't even know that it's got you. You two have got to be the voice of it. Look, you're gonna upset people and people aren't gonna agree with you, but you've got to be alright with that. Your intentions are helping people out, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. yeah? That's all we fucking care about. The only way we're going to do that is to be, to be a bit disruptive. And we've got to be all right with people saying, well, you're preaching, you got... We're not doing that for that. We're doing it because we want to help people out, change people's perceptions on drinking alcohol. It's all right in moderation. But the motherfucker can grip you. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. And it's awful. See, I, I worry because we support um, the charity in NACOA and... Um, when we get into profit, which hopefully we will at some point in our lifetime, we are pledged <laughs> to donate 10% of all our profits um, to them, mainly because it's so close to our hearts, particularly mine. And it's the National Association for Children of Alcoholics. And that's what frightens me the most at the moment. And this is what I really want to get across. And it terrifies me. I grew up in a household where alcohol was normalized. I grew up in a household where violence happened because people couldn't reason with each other because they were under the influence of alcohol. Not because they didn't love each other, not because they didn't love us. They just were poisoned and argumentative and it, it ruined my childhood, it did. And I will say that and I, 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 I do apologize for it sometimes, probably too much, but it ruined my childhood. I didn't have one because of it. And what frightens me now, particularly at this moment in time, is people are starting drinking, like Lisa's just said, at 11 o'clock in the morning, whilst homeschooling their children, and they will lose patience, they will lose concentration, they're not gonna be able to focus on the problems that their children have and their children's emotions, and these kids are being subjected to it. And I'm not suggesting that everybody who drinks at 11 o'clock in the morning during this time is an alcoholic, but why are you drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning if you're not dependent on it? Because what does it actually add to your day? By three o'clock, you want to go to sleep and you feel like shit. Fact. The other thing as well, I think, is... no excuse you... not doing videos, eating. You're doing fucking editing. Some of the posts you put out and they're all right. Listen, they're all right. <laughs> It's just like safe. I'm just talking. I'm talking about two personalities that I really like here. They've got a really strong message. Yeah, 
you've got to start doing these videos. Both of you are really articulate in the way you talk. You come across really well. You've got absolutely no excuse. No excuse. We need He's to staying on this Zoom call after Lisa. <laughs> right now's the time to be doing it as well. He's dead easy. It is. And I think we're both feeling a little bit braver at the moment. I know like what Alex was just saying, then the other thing is when people are drinking right now, they are their children or the people around them that drinking is helping them cope, that drinking is helping with this current situation. And I'm just going to throw this out there, right? Why haven't off licenses shut just out of interest? Why, why is it all right? Why is everything else shut? But actually, alcohol, nobody's short of that. All the shops are still full of that. Why? Because it makes and the I, over 10 freaking billion pounds a year. That's why. Right. Let me ask you yeah. both this question. Why are you just talking about this between you two? <laughs> <laughs> not as at the end of this call and this podcast, we're not. <laughs> and what you need to do is you need to start doing little videos like this together on Zoom, right? You say, I am Alex, I am Lisa, and we are Sober Experiment. Today we we're talking about why the fuck our offline sissies shut. <laughs> and at the end you go, look, if anybody wants to message us, message us, and we'll give you help. In this time, more than ever, people need yeah. help, right? And that's all we're doing them videos for. And you just message us right now if you need help. I've got butterflies in my belly. <laughs> Well that's, well, that's, you know, that's, I'm just telling you something you both already know. And it is scary, right? Because who are you really both? You know, well, I've got any qualifications. I've got no, you know, you get a bit of imposter syndrome and you're like, who am I? What have I, right? Have I got to take? It's just our opinion. We've been through life and experiences and that's better than any qualification you've ever got. You've yeah. got to both be really proud of what you've accomplished. But start doing these fucking videos. I'm giving you the permission to do them. <laughs> I like getting your permission, Tim. You are right, though. I, we, we do chicken out on it. And it, it's weird because I suppose we're contradicting ourselves in one way. We're saying we're really proud to be sober and we're going to shout about it. Yeah. But we're only going to shout about the things that you're comfortable with. Yeah, we're not yeah. actually... Where actually, I suppose, we do need to make people feel a little bit uncomfortable because that is what gets you thinking. You know, I would have never stopped if I hadn't have felt uncomfortable, if I hadn't have maybe Googled, am I drinking too much? Um, so, yeah, maybe we do need to get people a little bit. I'm fidgeting now. You're both, you're both scared of getting called out. That's your problem. Yeah. Yeah, it is. About. and it's, it's in honesty, you know, and I, I'm, and I am quite an honest person and I will say it as it is. And sometimes I can see Lisa now, even though you don't recognize that face, she's thinking, shit, what's she going to say? <laughs> I know that face, right? <laughs> she's right. I know what I'm going to say. But I, particularly for me, and I know Lisa as well, we both have um, a fear of failure. We don't want to, we don't want this to go wrong. We want to... We want a people please, don't we, Lisa, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise how much we did want a people please. It's like therapy, this, isn't it? <laughs> we leave, you know I'm going to go off here and lose my shit and go, oh, Lisa, Lisa. Yeah, oh, Lisa, is, Lisa, this is what she did. <laughs> this is what she did after we saw you. This is how much of a people pleaser she is, right? The first time we met you, she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We got in the car and she was like, yeah, we're not doing any of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny, that. <laughs> it took me about a week, didn't it, to come round? Oh, it was awful, Tim. I'm not joking. Every morning before work, we speak to each other, don't we? So it's like quite early. And, oh, she was driving me mad. We probably nearly fell out a couple of times. And we never, ever fall out. And I was just like, just... It's your name. It's my name. What can't you say? It just comes back to that again of the imposter syndrome. Who am I to put my name to this? You know, I, I see it a lot, but it's you, all you got to do is think about, and this is how I make most of my decisions, right? What is my intention with this video that I'm doing, right? I've got no qualifications. I've got, I've got expelled from school, asked to leave from college. I've got nothing. All I've got is my opinion and my intentions. My intentions are to look after people and give them the right advice so they can succeed. That's it. Yeah. The shadow that I'm casting, that most people get scared of and don't do anything, are who the hell does he think he is? What right has he got to say? He's got no qualifications. 
if I looked at that, I'd, I'd end up doing nothing. Yeah. And there's a thing that's like you get paralysis by analysis. And if you start overanalyzing what the shadow you're casting, you end up doing nothing and it paralyzes you. My intention is to look after people and give the right information so people can succeed. I think that's How what can you really helped us. When you spoke to us at the beginning and you'd said, like, what is your intention? What's your aim? We sat there like, not, knobs didn't work. <laughs> uh, we was like, oh, and to, in all honesty, I don't think we knew at that point when we met you what we really wanted. We were, like, toying with the idea of, you know, some drinks companies were getting in touch with us and they were like, do you want to promote this? Do you want to do that? And then after you said that, we really thought about it, didn't we? And we was like, we don't want to promote non-alcoholic drinks. We, we want to help people who are struggling with alcohol or don't yet know that they struggle. That's just what we want to do. We just want to help people. Yeah, we did full on find our cat because we, the, when we walked into your office, we walked in with the intention of advertising two or three different drinks brands, events, running events, doing workplaces, doing the podcasts, um, and doing individual 30-day experiments. That was our intention. When we left, we left doing workplaces and 30-day experiments. That's it. We just stripped it back and said, you know what? We're doing all this and we don't want to do it. This is and not... That's, that's because you became Alex and Lisa, not sober experiment. That, yeah. That's yeah. what I was saying about the switch. That's what Alex and Lisa are about. Sober experiment were about promoting alcoholic drinks and all this. Alex and Lisa's not about that. No. Alex and Lisa's the brand. Sober experiment's just a product. Yeah. That was... Oh, don't mash with my head again now. <laughs> I just he's taken me some, god knows how many months to get this right i'm like yeah we're the brand we're the brand lisa yeah we're the brand lisa it's hard, it's hard. like i said the imposter syndrome who am i what you know you know i've got any qualifications do, 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 all this kind of come you know but you've got to embrace who yeah i think that's it i could feel your frustration because I, I really did honestly i know that like people say this but i really did phone her every morning going i don't get it lisa i don't get it what, what does he mean by we're the brand? And she's just like going, Alex, we are the fucking brand. <laughs> That's she's all honest. Saying. And I was going, yeah, but what does that mean? And she was like, stop thinking about it. <laughs> she was like saying, we're not losing, we don't want to lose the sober experiment. We're like, that, that's what it is. And I'm like, we're not doing, we've, we've got that. We, we've got the show. Oh, it, was, it was a nightmare. But um, it might be me that's the nightmare now because as much as, I have realised what a people pleaser I am, and I'm a right and opinionated sod, you know. Like, are I, Alex? You are. I think yeah, I am, and I think I'm scared. Well, of... that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't want to upset people, but you, you're going to have to. <laughs> you're going to have to. But our intentions aren't to do that, yeah? It's not intentions what will hurt people. Our intentions are to help as many people as we can. The only yeah. way you're going to do that is you two need to get on video because you're mint on video. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even do. Had we done a video at the point of, oh, yeah, we'd, we'd done one on the way to Tim's that day, I don't know. But that was something I was so uncomfortable with. Like this, I can't even believe I'm doing this. This is weird. <laughs> like to this day, I can't believe I do videos and a podcast. Why? Imposter syndrome. Yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, honestly, I'm really, it's just it, me now. <laughs> I, I have to phone her up and say, will you come and do a video? And she's like, oh, oh, no, I can't. I can't. No, my belly. No, I can't. I can't. I'm going, yeah, you can. You do this all the time. Get on the video. And it takes, so this is, I suppose, where we are pretty good for each other because she'll bring me down off my sort of high horse and say, look, just be your name. You're fine. That's what you call. Don't be a dickhead about it. And I sort of go, get on the camera, you're brilliant at it, you're brilliant. So we do, mm. yeah. weaknesses kind of complement each other, don't they? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I mean, I told you before, I'm not going to go into it, like, but, you know, this is very, very close to my heart, this subject. Uh, and that's why I push us both so much. You know, that I really want you to help as many people out as you can. The only way you're going to do it is videos. Of course, yeah. it's a million percent. You start doing videos literally every day. Honestly, you will, both of you, 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 you have to owe me something. <laughs> like some sort of present or something. Yeah. Right? Um, but 
honestly, I would I'd tell you both to stop him and didn't believe in you both. You, you're literally sitting on a gold mine as well. I know money's not everything, but obviously, you know, if your kids get ill and stuff, we need money for that. Yeah. But our main thing is to help, you know, I th- I, you know, put a figure on it. You know, we're talking about a million women. That you want to, before you two leave the planet, you want to affect a million women's lives or anybody's lives. Don't know why I said women. But <laughs> to do that, obviously you can't physically go and see a million people. The way we do it is videos. Yeah. But if you count it up at the end of the day that you're in your deathbed and you go, you know what, it's affected a million people's lives. I'm just like, fucking hell, that's some life you've had. And the feeling of help somebody is just amazing. We had on our Facebook group yesterday, there was a lady that um, commented that she was now seven months sober. Now, this lady joined us at the very, very beginning when we didn't even know what we were doing. <laughs> we told everyone we knew what we were doing, but we didn't even know what we were doing. We opened this group and we was like, right, join us, do 30 days in September. And this woman joined us and, oh, my God, she struggled. She Didn't she struggle, Alex? Yeah, she, and she and, made some, like, she got offended easily by just little things, didn't she, at one point? Yeah, like I put a post up about being positive on our um, Instagram and she wrote underneath it like, not everybody can feel like this. And she had a right rant about it and she just yeah. really struggled. And to see her now, she's a post are always so inspiring, smiley, positive, and she's seven months sober. It's changed her life. And to actually think that we help in that is just amazing. Like, it, it really is, isn't it? She actually says it's down to you too, doesn't she? She says it. Yeah. And to feel that you've had that effect on somebody, that you've helped somebody. And you know what really helps? And this was a time, so you are right, we do need to be more open and honest and put our opinions out there because via private messages early, early on, we had to be quite brutal with her and be like, right, this is what you're doing, this is what you need to do, you kind of need to stop feeling sorry for yourself, pull yourself together, think of all the positive, dum, 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 and it actually really helps, yeah. but yet we wouldn't, we wouldn't have put that on the main page or on our Instagram page, but behind the scenes we were quite ruthless, weren't we? Yeah, and I do think when we are ruthless, I mean, we've had it, we've had it work the wrong way as well, because we did have another lady around the same time, who want she just wanted us to do it for her she's left she's not done it she she just was like well it's, it's hard work yeah it is bloody hard work you know what? you're giving up something that your body's been dependent on your brain's dependent on you've got a chemical imbalance in your brain now because you've been pouring this in you can't sleep because your brain doesn't know how to give you natural sleep chemicals anymore you're pouring alcohol in so it's not it's going to be bloody hard work what do you want it to be and she was just like oh i don't think i need to quit anymore and she left so Nothing bad's happened to us from that, has it? You know, it's going to work for some, it ain't going to work for others. What you, yeah, could do, what, what you could do is go onto your Instagram and have a look at your direct messages. And what you'll find is you'll get most of your content from there, you know, because as you yeah. talk to people, you think, oh, we can actually do a video about that because that's actually what people want to know. Yeah. 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 So, you know, instead of trying to bat your heads about what should we talk about, have a look through your Instagram feed and have a, have, a, have a feed through your DMs and pick out sections that people are talking about and go, right, Alex, let's, Lisa, Alex, Lisa, let's do a, a video today on this subject. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've sent DMs, yeah. You for it. I do think a little rant every now and again will be good. Yeah. Oh, we need one now and again, especially when we're all locked in. <laughs> I feel really strongly, like I say about that, about the the parents drinking in the home around their children as a coping strategy. And, you know, there's been another one. The other day, this really pissed me off. I I do want to do a video on that. In a homeschooling (laughs) group, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah. In a homeschooling group, a woman, and it was done as a joke, but it's not funny. It isn't funny. Because there are some people who are doing (laughs) 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 It's bottle of wine and she's got a glass and she fills the glass and she goes whole and then she gulps and goes three quarters and then she gulps and she goes half she gulps she goes quarter and then she gulps and she goes zero recap 
Oh, and honest to God, she downed this bottle of wine. I only sent a little bit of it to Lisa, but she downed this bottle of wine in the space of a three or four minute video. And that's what she's posting in there. And I'm thinking, all right, I can see the funny side of it. But what's not so funny is now you're pissed. pissed. <laughs> <laughs> now you're pissed, what are you going to do? Can't take fractions now, can you? You'll be falling over in a bit. The only fraction you're going to have is the freaking minus sign while you lay horizontal on the floor. Dickhead. What, what do you think about doing a video on that, Lisa? Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm up for it. I do. I, you know what? Oh, am I up for it? Yeah, of course I'm up for it. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared because there's so many people doing it. So we're actually, the majority of the population, right, by us doing this video are going to be really offended. But you yeah. know what? They should be offended because, like Alex said, it's not funny, is But it? you don't That's mention any funny. names or anything, do you? You're not calling anybody out, but you're just telling experiences and what you've seen and stuff like this. You know what I mean? We don't want to name and shame people, but, you know, so, people need to fucking know. It's not right, that. I get the funny stuff, but you yeah. laugh for about a second and then you yeah. go, wait a minute, sweetheart. It's not funny, that. This is the thing, Tim, and this, again, is where we've said about it being normalised because I've got to be really honest here. This is stuff that I probably would have done. I, You know, when that switch has got a click, so I suppose this is what you're saying, is that it takes people, or it's going to take people like us now, to help connect the two that yeah. yeah it's not really funny because we would have done stuff like that i look back i get scared to death of the you know the memories on facebook that you get yeah every single memory from two years and past is alcohol related everything from oh i've got a child free weekend one night without alcohol is more than enough it just everything is about booze and i never ever connected the two well, that's so a, I was one of those dickheads. as well, you know, to actually, you know, say to people, look down your feed and have, have count how many posts you've got alcohol in your hand or you're relating to alcohol in your post. Yeah, that's a good idea. That is that idea. Yeah. It's just, it's just a nice way right. of looking at people. And then tell people to comment below. <laughs> look, she's on one now. Got the notepad out. Which is only like, it's just easy stuff, but then you, you don't realise that you need to write it down. It's like a really good idea. Yeah, no, you're right, I like that. <laughs> do, do you know the um just going back for a second to that the the maths one, what really worried me about that, and I think this is a bit of my own insecurity as well, is I know I have downed full bottles of wine in far too short of a time, and I'm talking like in the space of an hour I might have finished a yeah. bottle of wine not in the space of minutes. I also know that, and I, I use this phrase, and I use it in the real sense of it, I could drink loads of people right under the table. That was my, that was my thing. I, lo I loved a drink and I could keep up with the best of them. But towards the end of my drinking, I would actually start blacking out. And so after a bottle of wine, and when I say blacking out, I wasn't unconscious. So I'd have a bottle of wine and then I'd be walking around and I would have no memory and I've never got it back of what I've done. And I've got this thing, and I've, I, I don't share this a lot because it really, I'm ashamed of it, but I, I'm gonna. I know for a fact, at some point when my eldest two children, they're now 14 and 12, they were little and they were in bed. I know for a fact when I've been on my own in my single parent stage, I'd finished wine, probably two bottles, and I've driven to the shop and got another one before it closed at 10. And I know I've done it, and the only reason I know I've done it is because I've got a vision of myself pulling onto the drive. But no memory of anything else. No memory of how long I was, what I bought, where I went. The bottles I'd have even stashed back in the brown bin afterwards and there'd have been that many in there. I wouldn't have known which one was from which weekend. And the you know, now I'm just thinking, oh my God, imagine if there'd have been a fire while I was out or if somebody had have broken in. I wasn't capable of knowing what I was doing. So I certainly wasn't capable of looking after my children. And these people are doing this in the day now while these children are locked in with them. It isn't safe. That's what frightens me the most. And I really feel very strongly about that because I've done it. You need to the blackout. Both, both of you need to share these stories. I don't know if you come up with something like um, Sober Saturdays 
where you actually tell horror stories from you both. Oh my God. Um, but stuff like that, and I know it's really scary, but people relate to stories, mate. That there <laughs> is, yeah, it's shocking. It is, but you know it's shocking and you're vulnerable enough to tell that story. I, I think that's what needs to be told right now. People need to think about it and go, fucking hell, I can relate to that. I've, and it just switches that in the mind that they message you. I've got Alex, I fucking need to get out of this. Yeah. yeah. You know what, as well, with these blackouts, people don't realise that they're actually having blackouts. When they're saying, oh, I don't remember that from last night, or I don't remember going to bed, or I don't... They genuinely don't remember, and that is what is called a blackout. Now, I never thought I was a drinker to the point of blackout, and it weren't until I was sober a while until I realised that I was. And like you said with the horror stories, um, you don't admit them to yourself. It's not, it's weird. It's not until you're sober, you start to remember all these things that you did because you mentally block them out because you're so horrified yourself. Or you'll ring your best friend like we used to do and go, shit, I think I did this last night. And your best friend will say, oh, it's all right. I've done worse than that. It's fine. And and you, you make excuses for it and you don't admit it. Never mind to anybody else. You don't admit it to yourself. And when you get sober, you start thinking, shit, I did this. I did that. And I suppose we are getting a lot braver into be being able to talk about it. My son said to me a few weeks ago, and he's 17 now, and he said, do you remember driving home from grandma's? And he went all like zigzagging in car. And I swear to God, if I'd have been drinking, or I'd drink at this point, I'd have said, shut up then, don't be stupid, I wouldn't do that. And I'd have lied to him, and he would have been in the car, I'd have lied to myself. Whereas actually, I was like, I am so sorry, I did that. Now my mum lives at the top of the road, it's literally, one street down, one street across. I've had a bottle of wine or maybe a little bit more and I've gone, oh, I'll just take the car home, I'll just go down the back street. I'd have never told anybody that. I wouldn't have even told my own kids it and they were in the car. It's mental. It's because of shame, isn't it? These are the stories you need to do and I think you can start off doing them but then what you can do is actually get your audience involved as well to actually share their story. Look, you say, look, we're not going to put your name in there, but we want to tell people's story of what alcohol can do to you. And maybe you do it every Saturday that it is a, you know, a sober Saturday, that once you hear this story, it sobers you up. You know, is, is yeah. that, that this has kind of gone, fucking hellfire. I'm like, I've done that. Yeah, because people have done it. They're just not telling themselves that they've done yeah. it. The problem with a blackout is as well, though, when you've had one, and, and Lisa will say the same, it's like, you, you can't, you'll never get those memories back. So you do remember things, you get flashbacks, but the bits that are missing are missing for good because, and that's, that is scientifically proven. So you're doing things, you're walking around basically like a zombie. I've got another one where I went to a works do one lunchtime and uh, I'd said to my husband, I'll be back about six. And so it's 12 till six. So that's enough time to drink. And for whatever reason, I remember getting off the metro in Piccadilly Gardens in Manchester. And the next thing I remember is staggering down the street with a pound in my hand, trying to put it in the phone box with vomit down myself. I, I swear to God, I lost about seven hours. Genuinely, genuinely lost seven hours. I don't know where I was. I don't know what I've done. I don't know who I was with. And I genuinely don't know that. And when I came back the next day and he was like, where were you last night? I was like, I don't know. Obviously, he's like, what are you hiding? What? And I'm like, I don't know. I drank that much, didn't know what I was doing. Still can never, ever get that back. And the, I mean, he didn't speak to me for nearly a week because he was like, do you know how scared I was that your phone was off? You were, you were staggering up the road with vomit down yourself. I thought you'd been raped or murdered or... I just didn't know what had happened to you. And I was just like, oh, come on. Don't be so boring. It's fine. You know, it's, it's just, that's what it does to you. Now I look back and I'm actually horrified. I'm horrified that I put my family into that situation. Nobody knows all these stories, girls. And it's like, it's now, now everybody's in quarantine. Everybody, it's going to be right more than ever. You've got to get your message out there. You get your message out there and people, once you come out of this, you'll be booked up, I promise you, right, left, right and centre. 
right? You'll be able to quit your jobs and do this full time. You've got two, you've got two months now. Yeah. Right? To just absolutely just smash the arse off it. It's a perfect opportunity, really, isn't it? It's perfect. Everybody yeah. is looking at it like this. And I get it. It's horrible for small businesses and stuff. But you've got yeah. to come away from it and look at it like that. How can we all come out together, working together? How can we come out on top? This is used to perfect time to do this. And you will come out on top at the end of it. Oh, you'll be so sick of our videos. You'll be unfollowing us soon. How could I get sick of it, though? You'd like, you're both like, you're both encapturing the way you tell stories, the way you come across. It just, you won't get, if you put three videos on again day, I promise you there's no way that I get bored. And if people <laughs> do get bored on it, then they just unfollow you. Yeah, that's true. The, the people that unfollow you, you get more people following you because of the like what you're both about, because you're honest, you're true, you're authentic, you're everything. You just, you, you've just got a, such a strong message to say to people. And there's that many people who relate with this. Right, we're doing it. Well, you've got a promise then. Don't mourn at unfollows. She will get like some followers on Instagram and we're dead chuffed and like two people will unfollow and she'll ring me. Why do you think them two people have unfollowed us? What do you think she'll like? How do, how, how do you know what people are unfollowing you? Because I'm an absolute anal ass. I like looking. Yeah, she's a freaking nightmare. And I'm like, Alex, look, concentrate on the people that do. It's like two people. What does it matter? Well, you've got a promise then that when we come off, if I'm promising that, right, that's like a character transplant. You've got, promise, you're not going to go, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. You've got to do it. No, I've got better than that, I reckon. I right. think, you know, like, I'll just say, just send it. Just do it, do it, do it. And then I don't watch it, and then I watch it later. <laughs> and you know what we do? It's so funny. When I watch Alex's videos and she watches mine, it's like, like we don't see each other every day. And I'm watching her, and I'm like this. And she still makes me laugh, and I've done video with her. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. That's, that's what a brand's all about. People don't get it. That's a brand that you two are talking about. That is the most more raw thing that you've both got. It's like, not everybody can have that. No. Your husband says it, doesn't he? It's like, why are you looking at it like that? You did the video. <laughs> I, I like that. When I come in love, I'm like, oh, maybe in fact, in fact, my husband says to me, do you love her? And I'm like, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> it's right, isn't it? You won't be doing this yeah. otherwise. <laughs> you I do, need, I look at you like that. You need each other though, don't you, to do it. You need each oh, other yeah. to do everything, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, you know, just taking it back to what we do, that is what keeps us, or part of what keeps us both sober because we do hold each other accountable. When I have really shit days, I'll phone Lisa up and I'll say, I'm struggling today and she'll pull me out of it and vice versa. I think we've only had one time where we both were having a shit week together and it was really hard because we didn't have anyone to turn to and we quickly had a word with ourselves and said, you know, that can never happen again. We can never both be down at the same time because we are, we do massively influence each other. We always have done. And it would only take one of us to fall off and the other one would. So we can oh, never yeah. let that happen. We can never let that happen. And, and that's good because we do hold each other accountable and we make sure that we're both responsible and accountable for what we're doing. It's good. But what you've also got to remind you both selves that it's not about you two. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right, so it takes it that next step further that the videos that you're doing aren't for you. Yeah. They're for other people. So it, these are the people that need your help. It actually gives you a bit of more of a kick up the arse to say, look, we need to fucking do these videos because there's people out there suffering right now in quarantine at home with the kids. They haven't yeah, got any is. help. They don't know where to look for. Some of them have got courage to type in, am I drinking too much into Google? They haven't got it, but they're on social media right now, scrolling through. Yeah, they are. They're and they're so the frightened of the word alcoholic. Nobody wants to be an alcoholic. Nobody wants to be labelled as an alcoholic. Yeah, um, yeah they do. I, don't know. I mean, I haven't got a clue, but I just I know what dependency does on alcohol, with alcohol. I've, I've seen it firsthand, and it's horrible. And some of these people 
don't deserve it. It's not their fault. Yeah, it really isn't, is it? and that's the thing. It really isn't, you know. And when you say you're powerless over alcohol, it's not true. You you do have control. It's not easy. It does take willpower at the beginning, but it also if you you don't have to just survive like on a white knuckle ride. And you can change the way you feel about alcohol when you see that it is a poison. That's all it is. You might as well be sticking bleach in your throat. It's as simple as that. Hmm. So we've not got any excuses, have we? No. <laughs> do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've pep talk me on this Thursday morning. I know. Can we do this every Thursday? To be honest, I wanted to sort of like do a bit of a double whammy. It was a podcast, but it was also to kind of tell you both that you know you're not doing enough. It was just a virtual bollocking. Yeah, I haven't got time for you both, your, your insecurities and stuff. You ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We have actually yeah. a bollocking. I do like it, though. Yeah. No, we, you know what? You've really, really fired me up. As, um, we, we, yeah. The only way we're going to do this is we do it together. You know, and I, I tell the lads at Wise Up, I tell everyone that I, that's in my circle, I just say, look, we need to do this together. And if it's just, you need to talk to me for an hour or whatever it is, because I'm, look, I'm looking at yous like this. Everybody else is looking at the business like this. Yeah. You know, I'm just coming in and saying, look, this is, and you both going, fucking hell, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're ready. We've, we've come along since we first met you and spoke to you. Yeah, and massively. I think, and I think that we are ready, you're right it's right now that we're ready for this talk and if you'd have said this to us a few months ago first of all i'd have ran out crying and, <laughs> and yeah and lisa would have just been like all oh, right i'd have ran out and gone and got myself a bottle of wine <laughs> no you wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't no wouldn't <laughs> but it's there though isn't it it's it is like you just saying that as a joke that is common yeah. thing that people do it is and, and, and it is what i would have done at one point you know anything that i didn't cope with that's what I would have done. And it wouldn't have been like, oh, come on, down the whiskey, like you picture an alcoholic. Maybe I am an alcoholic because maybe that's what an alcoholic is, somebody who uses alcohol to cope with life. And I, in honesty, I did do that. I definitely did do that. I have had feelings in the last 10 months that I didn't know existed. I have found it incredibly difficult to sit and feel pain and sadness and grief. I've grieved over my dad. He died over 10 years ago. And I've grieved for properly. I mean, I grieved at the time, but only for like a few days. And then I drank wine to, to numb it. And then over time it passes. I've actually sat and thought and thought, oh my God, that was my dad. It was his life. These feelings that have just been buried and numbed out and they've come. It's not easy none of it's easy but i've also had incredible joy like laughter like i had when i was a child and i found myself singing all over the house and dancing around and it, and it comes back because you're not a bloody zombie walking around anymore under the you know alcohol lie the benefits are too amazing not to share like alex says it can be difficult but the the joys of it and how amazing not just how we feel how our families feel when they spend time with us how we feel when we spend time with family and friends and the patience we have the you know that feeling inside where you just think well you, you know what it is it's where you actually like yourself where you think you can look at yourself and think i'm doing all right i'm i'm a good person i'm i'm a good parent i'm a good you know it doesn't make you perfect and it doesn't make all the bad shit disappear but what it does do is it gives you the tools to be able to deal with all the shit that's thrown at you where you can look at yourself afterwards and go you know what i'm doing all right oh that's fucking good that <laughs> that is good fucking hell. i swear to god you don't do videos both i'm gonna i don't know i'm gonna get you but Two meter rules right out the window. I'm just going to attack you both. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Right. So I'm going to end it there, right? Where can people find you both? Okay. You so our website, 
we've got our website www.soberexperiment.co.uk we're on facebook and um instagram at sober experiment and twitter at experiment sober what's the reason for experiment sober on twitter uh, we couldn't get at sober experiment i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's just a name just a name it just happened that way yeah we just couldn't get out sober experiment some other buggers got it oh yeah can i can we just put this out there actually we've um we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to say it we're a bit missed right oh god uh, it's my turn sorry <laughs> there's there's another the sober experiment right mm -hmm. so when you look for the podcast there's us and then another one and just recently in a magazine they were asking for people to name their favorite female-led podcasts yeah so we got all our members didn't we to vote for us and we were like go and vote for us on here go and vote for us on there anyway it came out the other day and they've put the other sober experiment on it instead of us and we are wounded <laughs> So they just make sure it's actually Alex and Lisa, the sober experiment. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Tim. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Just Tim. keep doing videos, dude. Honestly, I, I promise you both. Honestly, with all my heart, what you're doing is amazing. I just I Thank need you. to see more. You're not doing enough, man. Yeah. We're on it. I kind of want to keep not doing enough, so you keep coming on and bollocking us. Enough in my eyes. So just keep doing stuff, and I'll keep saying it. Right? Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Goodbye, dudes. Bye bye. See you later. Bye.